Where is InsureTech headed next? This is where indie agents own the answer. Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vertifor Podcast. I'm here with two of my favorite people in the industry, and I'm pumped to be here with Tolga Tazel and Sid Rowe with Vertifor here with me in studio, and we're hanging out, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of fun stuff here. Tolga, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Sid, you good? Oh, I'm ready to go. All Woo. right. Sid's ready. We're, we're hyped. So you got to get a little more energy going. What time is it where you're at? Where are you at? It's 10, 10 11 a.m. Okay. where you, I am. Have you had your coffee yet this morning? Are you hyped and ready yet? Part of, I had like three quarters of a coffee, so oh, okay. yeah, I'm getting there. Three, <laughs> three quarters. quarters. So we're rocking like four or five over here, <laughs> but that's okay. You're a little behind there, man, but we'll take I know, it. I know. I'm catching up. I'm there catching you up. go. Get after it. All right, cool. So, um, you know, let's just get get into it and, and talk a little bit about you, Tolga, and talk about, you know, a little bit your story. Tell me a little bit about Canopy Connect. And uh, those who have been uh, under a rock and don't know a lot about Canopy Connect yet, tell a little bit about that origin story a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know what, what Canopy Connect is, is the, the easiest and fastest way to get all pers- uh, property and casualty lines of information verified from the carrier, from your prospects' accounts. And, um, and, and, you know, it allows agencies to take control of conversations with prospects because they're able to advise them directly against their complete insurance profile. And they don't need to confirm information or ask additional questions to, to gain an understanding of what insurance a prospect has or what assets they have insured. We just pull it directly from uh, the carrier and make that data available to the agency that the consumer permission their data over to. And, um, you know, the origin story there is I actually didn't even know that this was a problem in the insurance industry when I, when I you know, prior to starting Canopy Connect, but I'd, I'd really fallen in love with consumer permission data through some prior work that I had done at another company and, um, and really fell in love with the idea of building a business where you were helping um, individuals like you and me get value and convenience out of our own information and and enabling them to share that information with a business that they wanted to work with uh, that ultimately allows both the consumer and the business that's working with them to make better and faster decisions and and use verified information and complete information to to make those insurance decisions um, and the way that I found out that you know this was even a problem was just through talking to an agency owner and uh, and which led to talking to multiple agency owners and what I found was that most and this is I guess still true today most agents are um, selling insurance over the phone and and they're leaning on conversations that are happening over the phone to get the information they need to uh, to try to you know offer an insurance proposal to somebody but the problem is that you know the, the agent needs to know they, they, the agent wants to know the full household opportunity and the full profile. They want to know what insurance policies you have. Do you have an auto, home? Do you have umbrella, life? Um, you know, do you have um, you know a, a condo, motorcycle, boat, RV? Right. Uh, you know, what assets do you have that that needs to be protected under insurance, and what ins- insurance do you already have? And they, you know, they they're getting that information just through 
phone call interrogations mostly. So they're, you know, getting on the phone, asking you dozens of questions that you don't know the answers to, like, mm-hmm. what's your in what's your annual mileage go ahead Pete. no you brought up a good point the word you use i love the interrogation it does feel mm-hmm. like an interrogation sometimes when and you've not both been in agencies before mm-hmm. having to ask those questions almost like you have that big shining light in their face of like all right now <laughs> what's your vin number and you know what was your date of birth and what is this so it can be intimidating asking those and i would say for a lot of green producers out there and newer producers they don't sometimes they shy away from asking some of those leading questions yeah and so you're able to get that information without having to ask all that intrusive, the intrusive information and questions. Yeah, and there, and there, you know, it, it makes sense why it, it's not a it's not a particularly fun experience for the agent or the or for the insured. You know, no, nobody really wants to get interrogated over the phone trying to answer, being asked questions that they don't know the answers to. But the agent needs to know your situation so that they can provide you a tailored and and um, and you know, good advice that allows you to make the right decision around your insurance and to provide you a proposal that makes sense for you. Um, and, you know, because there wasn't, a, you know, an, there wasn't a way to exchange verified insurance information prior to Canopy Connect. So agents were just getting on the phone with their prospects and asking them those questions, or they're giving them a long quote form to fill out where they're asking those same questions. And they need to gain that understanding to, to work with you. So they, they really had no other option. Um, but the problem is that when you're asking people all these questions that they don't know the answers to, it's, it, you know, it, it hurts the relationship because each question is you're kind of making somebody do work right. um, to, to then serve them. Yeah. And, um, and, and you also can't, you don't because you're asking the the policyholder directly. They're also they also just don't know a lot of this information. So a lot of them will just drop out of the funnel before they even get a quote. With yeah. You. you know, the statistics show that about half of prospects drop out of a quoting flow before they even get to a quote because either there's too many questions they're being asked or they just don't know the answers to them. Or you're like you know ask about their VIN. They have to go out to their car. Yep. You know, you tell them, oh, if you open the door, look there, or look on the dashboard, you know, take a picture of it, you know, and have, yep. have to go through all that. Yeah. Well, I think, too, there's an opportunity cost, right? Because if you have 10 to 15 minutes of airtime with a prospect and you spend, you know, 8 to 12 of those minutes peppering them with interrogation-esque questions that cause them to do work, you have to ask yourself, is there real value in that conversation? Right. So it's not just the fact that you're eliminating the work and you're making it a, you know, making it easier for them, but you're also giving or enabling that producer to have more time to build real a real relationship, right? To ask yeah. questions like, so, you know, tell me about why you're even calling me in the first place. Is there something going on with your current insurance agent? Yeah. Um, yep. You know, tell me about why you bought this house in this neighborhood, right? There's a whole story that can unfold sure. if you're not taking eight to twelve. You know, eighty yeah. percent of the phone call saying, "What's your VIN number?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and the value, the value to the uh, to, you know to the insurance buyer is not asking them a bunch of questions. The value is what you're able to, the advice that you're able to provide to them, and the conversation you're able to have to them with them after you gain an understanding of their situation because then you're able to tell them oh like I see that you know you, you have um, you know lower limits in, in than, than what we would recommend in your zip code because you know you live in an area that has let's say a lot of 
um, expensive vehicles out there. So if you you know if you have a an accident, then your your limit's not likely to cover um, you know the damages uh, for 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 an accident. Or maybe you don't have the right coverage on your homeowner's insurance policy. Maybe you should have an umbrella policy where you know you don't. A lot actually, a lot of people, a lot more people should have umbrella policies than than do today. You're able to have these those kind of conversations once you have an understanding of yeah. Um, you know their insurance as it is today, but the value comes with that with the data that you're able to to collect, and that's why people that's why agents are uh, spending that time on the phone interrogating the the prospect. But asking somebody those questions is not delivering value. It's just collecting information so that you can deliver value. So, and th- and that's where Canopy Connect comes in is you know because you're able to in ten seconds allow the the policy holder to share their data with you. You can jump. You can totally skip that interrogation and just Ten jump right seconds. into advising them on their current insurance. Ten seconds. Yep. I'd say he's going to blow your mind and tell That's you that. That's insane. Yeah. That's awesome. Seconds. It is. It's incredible. And then you know, you imagine when you can move it through, you know, PL rating, mm-hmm. and you could get a quote within a matter of like thirty seconds or whatever. You know, with yeah. multiple carriers. Yeah. It's insane. Okay, wait. Can we pause on the integrations? Because I want to talk. I want. I mean. Yeah, yeah, we got to get to that in a minute, but yeah. PL rating and the agency Zoom, but I want to talk more about your story behind the story behind Canopy Connect because you kind of brushed over it, and then I could tell you went full on InsureTech founder, and you were like, "I got to tell you about my baby." Um, Right, right. So let's step back for a sec. Uh, Tell me about pre uh, Canopy Connect Tolga. You mentioned that you fell in love with this idea of sort of helping people permission data. Yeah, consumer permission data, like how. Yeah. How can we, there's always that scary big brother, you know, sort of black mirror yeah. edge yeah, yeah. to the data side where it's like, no, you should keep all of your data private. Don't let anyone have it. They're going to abuse it. It's, it's, it's bad. Right. And I think you're shining a bit of a, um, optimistic light on that idea and saying, well, hold on. People sh- you know, should have the ability to, to, to use their data as they want. Right. If, if they're choosing exactly. to go through the insurance process, like that's, that's a moment where, Hey, I want you to use my data for my benefits, right? And so that's 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 awesome. But how did you, like, Canopy Connect is such a unique point solution in the industry. How, I'm I'm always so like, wowed by just how these ideas come about, right? What what, what yeah. caused this? What were you staring at your ceiling fan at two in the morning <laughs> and just said, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, well, so um, I guess rewinding a little bit. So, so I, I I spent my entire career working in startups, and I really enjoyed you know the, the startup environment. I, I um, the first startup I joined full time was acquired by Dropbox, and so I spent a, a few years at Dropbox after that. And then I was looking to do something where you know I felt like I'd grown a lot as an engineer and as an engineering leader, but I wanted to you know be part of a business that. Its profit engine was aligned with some kind of like pretty tangible societal positive impact, mm-hmm. and and I found that in you know joining a company that uh, you know prior to starting Canopy Connect that that was doing consumer permission data. It was prior to starting Canopy Connect. I I joined this startup that was helping individuals share their credit information with businesses mm-hmm. across borders. So. They were able to get fair access to credit when they moved to a new country mm-hmm. using you know, their credit history in their former country. 
and 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 I saw firsthand that you could build this business where you know you're putting the consumer in the driver's seat they're the ones who's deciding to share their information with the business and when they do that the they're you know they're able to achieve a better financial outcome for themselves because that data can be used by the business they're sharing it with to provide a, a tailored uh, product for them and, uh, and and provide them good terms on that product as well because they have an understanding of you. Yeah. And um, and I and through um, you know being a part of that company, I saw that you know both that you could deliver this, you know this you could build a profit engine off of consumer permission data, but that consumer per, consumer permission data helps a, an individual like you or me achieve a better financial outcome come for themselves and it helps a business understand the consumer so they can serve them properly. So it really felt like a like a, a true kind of win-win. Um, because when I mean when you build a profit engine off of something that's doing good for people, that means that you can continue to scale that impact because mm-hmm. you know the, the the engine you know continues to, to scale with a positive impact. Mm-hmm. And um, and and then I, the other thing I noticed was that regulatory precedents have generally been set around the world now that you as a consumer own, own your data even if another business happens to have a copy of it your because it's your data it's ultimately you you get to decide what is done with it but the problem is that you can't you can't really leverage those rights effectively unless there's infrastructure in place that allows you to pull that data from where where it is now and share it with with where it needs to go next Yep. Um, in an automated way and you know in a, in a way that that connects into where it needs to go next and I, I I just randomly stumbled into this problem you know you asked about how how I I, I found out about this it, it, it unfortunately it wasn't through just staring at my ceiling like <laughs> like you were sort of describing but just talking to um, you know agents and hearing from them that they had been interrogating prospects over the phone to gather their information and one one agent told me that she had switched her process up uh, to something better that was working, you know, had a higher, higher completion rate for her. And what that was, was she was driving to her clients' houses and showing them how to log into their online insurance account because all of the, all of the questions that she, she was answering, like, or asking, like, what's, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, what's your VIN, what's your mm-hmm. annual mileage, what are your premium and limits deductibles? Mm-hmm. Do you have a, you know, a home? Do you have a, a boat, a motorcycle? Um, you know, uh, what about the the details on your home, like the roof material, all of that information, the current carrier already has that information. So um, so that's why she was driving to her client's house and showing them how to log into their online insurance account. And then she would download their information, take it back to imagine? her office, type it into a reader. To driving get to your client's houses. That's crazy. Every yeah. one of your clients driving their houses, logging them in. And then that's, I guess that's where it came from. That, that's what I said. I was like, that's pretty crazy, but it, it made sense why she dedication it because the alternative is like asking a bunch of questions and then people telling you, I don't, I don't know those details. Let me get back to you later. And then you just never hear from them again. Right. So when she told me she was doing that, you know, that this was late, late 2019. So, you know, there was, it was already pretty popular, <laughs> the idea of connecting your bank account to different applications. Like you could connect your bank account to Venmo and then, you know, uh, pay money to your friends or receive money from your friends. You can connect your bank account to PayPal, to TurboTax. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this notion of connecting your bank account was pretty popular by that time. And I was just like, well, if you can connect your bank account 
to a, a third party application or to a business, mm-hmm. you should be able to connect your insurance account too. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's where the idea started. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you went the route, you went this route, right? Because when yeah. I think about the, so here we have a problem around data collection in the sales process for insurance. And it compounds when you think about the complexity of commercial insurance too, right? And specialty lines. And there's a lot of people who, uh, or I I should say not a lot of people, but there are more insure tech solutions popping up trying to solve this data collection issue by going to third party data pools and saying, hey, you know, purchase this pipeline, purchase this radar, purchase this thing. And, you know, you put in a VIN or you put in a, a vid, you put in, you know, whatever it is and will populate the rest of the information with this third party data pool. And what tends to happen I see is, you know, accuracy issues because we don't yep. know well, mm-hmm. where did the where where did this third party data pool get their information from? And even the best data enrichment companies have accuracy issues. Um, you know, you have uh, issues with from a financial side of things. It's really expensive, right? If the core competency of that insurtech is sales pipeline or is Raider, now they're expanding and having to become a data company, right? By ingesting all this third party data. And so now you've got issues with, well, is that our core competency? And we're, you know, if I look at my expenses, I'm spending more money on this third party data pool than I am building out my own software, but my software is the core competency, right? So you have th- those issues and how does that cost pass down to the, the customer? Like, you kind of circumvented all these issues by saying, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna let the prospect give me permission to just go get their data from their current carrier. Because yeah. I know it's gonna be accurate. It's coming from their current policy. The carrier's not writing on inaccurate information, right? Or we hope they're not. Maybe there's some things that need to be updated, but for the most part, we can say 90 to 95% accuracy, which is good standard. Mm-hmm. And it's there's no cost. Like, what's mm-hmm. the cost there? You're not paying the carrier any money. No. It's just so smart. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> so smart. Appreciate that, Sydney. And yeah, I mean, yeah. C- contributory, like, I'll, I'll, like, I think what you're, you know, sort of alluding to with the, you know, third party prefill is that, you know, those tend to be based off of contributory databases. Uh, and the problem with contributory databases is, um, not everybody reports, and when they report, it's it's infrequent and and varies in how often it is updated. Even when it's updated regularly, um, the frequency of those updates is is not it's not real time. And mm-hmm. and as a result, the data what we hear from our customers is that when they use contributory databases, about sixty percent of that data is stale. So the the problem with and and yep. and the data that is returned is also just less rich. You don't get a right. visibility into all of the coverages they have. You get a, a few of the coverages that are on the policy. There are whole policies that will be missing from that contributory database. Yeah. So you won't know if they have an umbrella or a boat or a motorcycle or RV. Um, and uh, and then an agent will then get on the phone with the prospect. And then because they can't trust the information, they're just just spending all this time confirming details like, oh, is this your vehicle? Right. Is this, you know, are, are these do you have these coverages? Are these the limits on your policies? So you're still spending all this time just asking questions and confirming information, even if you have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a contributory database that you're using mm-hmm. because you can't fully trust the data. And um, and like you said, Sydney, the way that we uh, the way that we solve that problem is we connect directly to the source of truth to the current yep. carrier. Yep. 
So how are, are you guys thinking about expanding into, because I think you're mostly focused on personal lines right now, if that's correct. Okay. So we do commercial as well. You do we do commercial. We're into commercial. They just Stop. launched that this year. Seriously. Yeah. So you can get, so, you can get loss runs now. Sure. You, can you can get, get loss runs. Seriously. Loss Sorry, runs, I driver just list. No, you're I'm good. like, I'm shocked over here. <laughs> yeah. So okay. we, we were super excited. He launched that this year and, uh, you know, a lot of people are jumping in. He's still got some more carriers to add to it and whatnot, wow. but it's going really well so far. He's doing some big things uh, there. First off, congrats. Second off, thank you. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. Um, okay, so what, what, what like lines of business did you start with? Do you only have certain carriers? How's this? How is this working strategically as you're building this out? Yeah, you know, we, we started with a focus on personal lines, property, and casualty because. You know, we, we recognize that we could do this for personal lines and commercial lines and 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 uh, and and each of those has, you know, there's multiple types of policies in, under each of those umbrellas. And the way that we looked at it is let's start where the volume is the highest, which is personal lines. And so initially there was a focus on personal lines and mostly focused on auto and home, which is you know the most popular lines that people quote on the personal line side. And uh, and then we just continued to expand it from there. So, uh, you know, we 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 expanded from home and auto on the personal line side to then covering all personal lines. And then in uh, sometime in 2022, we started building commercial insurance connectivity. And um, and and you know, just in, out of the gate, we wanted to position the infrastructure to be able to pull and structure and normalize all of the property and casualty lines in the account, because what every seller wants to know, they don't want to just know what's your auto, or what's your home. They want to know what is the full opportunity in this household that I could sell into. And so getting those other policy lines has always been really important for our customers. And uh, and so, with, you know, when we started building commercial lines, we built it in a way where we're able to pull all of the PNC uh, commercial policies as well. well. And like he mentioned, we're also able to return the loss runs uh, directly from the carrier, same you know, same kind of idea. The you send a link out to the policyholder. They select their insurance carrier. They log in, and uh, and then you're able. We connect directly to the carrier and, and pull their uh, commercial his uh, commercial policy information and provide that to our our customer, just like we do on the personal line side. Yeah. And then you know, on commercial, there's it's certainly more fragmented and and there you know the, the there's a lot of variance in the way that carriers represent the data so there was more mapping type work to do but but thankfully we had ex we had started expanding our team around that time so we were able to accelerate that and um and 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 that's a you know continues to be a big focus for us this year yeah and i would imagine to answer her question it'd probably be easier to say which carriers are not integrated with canopy connect than the ones that are because there's a large number yeah, we, we covered 96% of the personal auto insurance market and 91% of the personal homeowners insurance market. We do all of PNC for every carrier that we integrate with. So, um, you know, so awesome. whenever you link somebody's account, you know that, or whenever a policyholder links their account, you know that you're getting the full picture uh, across all of their PNC lines. And, uh, and, and same thing in commercial, except for commercial, we have less coverage. So there's more work to do there. We cover 57% of the commercial insurance market today, and by the end of the year, that'll be at 77%. What I think is cool is if, let's say, Home and Auto with a carrier that also does their commercial, could you imagine mm -hmm. if you got the Home and Auto information, like, oh, you also own a plumbing business, 
Then yeah. you've got yep. the prospecting area. You've got everything you need right there. I can go ahead and get you over to the commercial lines department. They can quote your plumbing business. It's I think beautiful. You're, Heath's about to go back to being an insurance agent right, right now. I'm feeling it. I'm like <laughs> right? feeling the energy. Exactly. Like, hold on. Every hold time on. I talk to Toga, I get excited <laughs> about it because there's so much there that you could do with it. Yeah. And what I love about his positioning on this is he's not mentioned price one time. It's been educating, yeah. educating your customer. It's been, you know, about protecting them, about helping them out. And it's been a prospecting deal. It's never been about price, you know. And it's you know, never been about. It could be easily positioned in a way about price and speed. But it's more been about a benefit to the producer, but a benefit to the client. I love the way you position it. I think it's fantastic. And you know, if, I, I see we're talking about like you know, uh, price shopping. You know, like there's no insurance agent or agency that really wants to sell on price because if you sell on price, you're gonna lose on price yeah. to somebody eventually. And you know, it's a pretty it's a pretty fickle relationship if the only reason somebody's becoming your client is because they're saving a few bucks, they're gonna they're gonna leave at some point for that same reason. And it's just kind of a race to the bottom. And what what everybody really wants to do is sell on value. And and that's why, you know, through using Canopy Connect, because you're skipping the interrogation, you're able to jump right into their current policies and addressing the gaps in those policies, you can position yourself as their trusted advisor. And that is what what all ultimately leads to a sustainable and positive relationship for both parties and avoids having to just win on price all the time. And I think it's so smart to position because again, a buzzword right now is the CX and the customer experience, customer journey, and you're able to throw yourself right in the mix in that conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. Should we talk in integrations? Get it. Okay, so... so Now she's gonna get excited. I get excited about the sales <laughs> part. And she'd get excited about the integrations the part, part of it. Yeah, listen, say APIs and I'm, I'm in. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay, so tell me a <laughs> little it. bit about PL rating integration and the agency Zoom integration, which I know is still being built out. Yep. But how does, from a workflow perspective, this is the big question I always get. And we do webinars with awesome insurance agents almost every month who, are, who come on and they showcase how they've built out their tech stack um, actually, we've shown Canopy Connect, I think, on like yeah. two or three of the we webinars. Have. So that's why we're like, we got to have Tolga on the on the uh, podcast. But the biggest question, or the, the question I get most often during these webinars is, okay, so how does this change my workflow? Right? What is yep. my workflow? Right? Agents yep. are very process oriented. We have to do the same 16, 17 things day in and day out. Different carriers, you know, slightly different products, um, different people in the mix, but it's policy changes, it's the sales process, right? New business, it's onboarding, it's renewals. And so um, those steps are really important. So just walk me through how, like where does Canopy Connect fit in the sales process? And then how does PL rating come in? Where are we solving for some inefficiencies that were previously part of the workflow? How does agency Zoom work in? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the typical workflow, the sort of status quo is, you know, getting on the phone with your prospect and asking them a bunch of questions and then typing that information into your uh, into your rater and, and that might be PL rating to then get some quotes. That means that you're spending 30 to 45 minutes on discovery with your client and then a further, typically we hear from our customers something like uh, 30 minutes of data entry um, to then produce the proposals that uh, that you can put in front of your client. And 
Um, and, and, and just sort of across the industry, there's a lot of data entry that's happening from system to system because a lot of systems don't talk to one another. And so, you know, outside of pulling, you know, being able to pull the data directly from the source of truth, the next step is connecting it into the the tools that you're using today as, as an agent. So, um, you know, so that's why from the very beginning uh, of launching Canopy Connect, we we were always asked, oh, does this integrate with PL rating or, or my CRM or my agency management system? And, uh, and, and we launched our integration with PL rating uh, in late, late last year. And, uh, and what that allows for is that an agent can send out a Canopy Connect link. The policyholder goes to the link and selects their carrier, logs in, and we connect to the carrier and pull the data, and then we populate it automatically into PL rating. So not only did you not need to do the 30-minute the phone interrogation, but you also didn't need to do the data yes. entry to populate the data into PL rating yes. and you can issue out a proposal within seconds of, um, you know, of the policyholder submitting on, on the link. And so that ends up saving um, 45 minutes to an hour in, in the workflow. Some, some customers tell us it saves them even more time than that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and you're jumping right into advising them on how your proposal protects them better than what they currently have. Mm -hmm. And just jumping right into the value conversation and numbers to back it up and being able to really compare and, and show the, your client why they should uh, purchase your offer and how it protects them better. Mm -hmm. So that, that the workflow with Canopy Connect is really, you know, sending out the link or embedding Canopy Connect on your website to collect the information, then populating it into your your rater uh, could be PL rating or, or, or into your um, your system that can itself connects to the rater like agency Zoom. Mm -hmm. But yeah, from that speed and efficiency standpoint, you are able to add a lot more value back to not only your customers, but your staff. And now they've yeah. got more time to work on other things and so they're not falling behind. I think there's a lot, there's a lot there. Yeah, and there's it's, it's a really interesting time in the market now where Obviously, everybody, I would imagine everybody listening to this podcast has seen the news of different, you know, carriers pulling out of different states and mm -hmm. in some in some places, it's harder to write business than before. But then, you know, we have conversations with agents every day and we hear a bit of that. But then we also hear on the other side, we hear agents telling us right now that their phones are ringing off the hook because somebody's policy got canceled. and Now mm -hmm. they need insurance and they're calling us to do it. So you know it's a pretty it's a pretty tumultuous market right now overall but there's a lot of opportunity that exists in good times and in bad times and when other when other businesses are kind of pulling away that means other businesses are, are pushing and getting aggressive so um, uh, so you know there's there's a and and the other thing that's interesting in today's market is that there's more requirements that carriers are putting in place for agents. In some cases, you've got to have bundled business to, to write with a particular carrier. And in other cases, you have to collect, you know, more details on prior history than you had to before. So the data collection piece is getting more and more onerous and the mm -hmm. requirements needed to place business are also becoming more onerous. Um, uh. And so you know, get, getting that full picture of your client is, is more important than ever now. It was always important, but yeah. especially in, in, you know, the market that we're in now. I want to make sure we cover one last step in the, the workflow here that uh, I think will blow some people's minds. So, uh, you know, a lot of people think, well, every tool or every solution I have has to be connected to or talking to or, or integrated with every other tool. 
And that's not necessarily true. You have to really sit down and think about what, what is my workflow? Where in that workflow is each solution bringing value? And then how does the data flow across those systems? So let me give you a really quick example of what that looks like in this situation. So as Tolga explained, right, you're, you're in 10 seconds, you're getting permission from the customer to pull all that data from the carrier. So now you have everything sitting in Canopy Connect. With another push of a button, so maybe another less than 10 seconds, you're then moving all that data over to PL rating. Now you're going through that rating and quoting process. Well, with another click of a button, you're actually moving that PL rating data uh, over to AMS 360. And so, you know, let's say that that prospect turns into a customer, which of course you guys are all amazing insurance agents, and so therefore, of course, they're going to become course, a customer. Of course, of course. You want to make sure you have a record of this transaction in your agency management system. Download's going to come and fill it in with other, you know, missing pieces that maybe didn't come over, but. Uh, most of the data is going to you know, come in. It'll set up the client profile, client records, all that. So three clicks and you've moved that data from, and I forgot agency Zoom because you're setting yeah. up the lead, right? So you've moved it into four systems, yeah. which is just, I mean, insane, right? So In less than 60 but, seconds probably. Right. But like Canopy Connect doesn't have to be integrated with AMS 360 necessarily, right? And so it's sometimes I feel like we... we we get questions from agents around, well, does this integrate with that? And I have, I step back and I think, well, why do you want it integrated, right? And so just be really careful and cautious as you're building out your tech stack, think about that workflow, think about where the integrations are important and impactful. Love that. Right? Totally. That's yeah. some good advice. That, that's, yeah. that's totally true. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, I, you gotta look at the, the, like you said, look at the workflow from a bird's eye view and, and ask yourself, yeah. How should it work? Like where? At what? What do you? What data do you need at which step and where? And uh, but I but I also totally agree with the sentiment that systems should be talking to each other more than they are today. There's just 100%. the amount of double and sometimes triple data entry in the insurance industry continues to boggle my mind. And uh, there's, there's certainly a, like a lot more work to do, sort of across the board. And you know, our our philosophy on this is. Um, and we we want our we we know that nobody's really looking for another dashboard to log into, right? Like the, no, nobody wants yet another thing to right. have to log into. So the, our philosophy on this is we want our customers to spend as little time as possible in our dashboard and as much time as possible in the tools that they're already using. Yeah. So that's why you know we we connect into tools like PL Rating and, and uh, Agency Zoom so that you can just use the data from those systems that you're already in. And in fact, um, I know you mentioned that there's a couple, that there can be a couple clicks to transfer information, but um, we have a, a configuration of our PL rating integration where you don't even need to click a button. It oh just automatically switches into PL The one rating. click, it just does it all. Stop. Unreal. Because, you know, it's it's just like every, every time you're filling in a form field every time you're clicking a button that you have to you know you're gonna have to click again the next time it's just it's just not a, a good use of anybody's time you know so it it pains me when i hear you know people doing double and triple data entry and 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 i think that you know our philosophy around it is integrate with the best in class vendors that our customers are using that's why we built the pl rating integration and, yeah. and agency zoom and uh and and just allow them, them to use the data from those solutions and it, it unlocks a lot of things that 
you know, there's pretty obvious why typing into your Raider, eliminating data entry to your Raider saves you a bunch of time, but then populating the information to your other systems, like let's say your, your CRM or your, your lead management solution, it opens up opportunities like being able to market and run marketing campaigns to clients that maybe you didn't close this time around. Yeah. So, you know, making the data, like giving your team a single pane of glass with rich data in there where they can not only use it for sales, but also for, yes. for marketing yes. efforts means that you're, you're like able to serve your customers across with verified data across all the interactions you have with them. Yeah, that's a great point of using it as a prospecting tool because you may quote 10 people using the Canopy link and you may only write five of them, mm -hmm. but you, which is a great number, but you still got five prospects in your pipeline mm -hmm. for next time. Yep. You've got all their information, all their deck pages. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and driver lists and the whole nine. I think it's fantastic. The other thing before we you know wrap up a little is I wanted you to share a little bit about using this uh, with referral partners and uh, what you guys did there. Because I think it's super cool for people to hear that. Yeah, I appreciate that, Heath. And, and uh, you know, the, the way that this came up is that we, we learned through talking with, with agents, uh, you know, a while ago that a lot of them are, you know, leveraging referral partners to get uh, regular leads to their business. So a lot of agencies partner with, um, you know, auto dealerships, uh, financial managers, realtors, um, you know, l lenders of different types. And, and they also go to, you know, networking events. They have a varied set of referral partners that they're using to help, you know, build their funnel, their top of funnel and, and, um, and, and gather interested prospects. And I think it was one of our customers that came up with the idea and, and told us of, you know, having custom links for your referral partners so that, you know, let's say you're at a dealership the dealership already has the an existing relationship with you through working with you to buy your car and they're able to provide a, a custom branded link that includes the branding of the dealership uh, that when the the client submits it goes to the agency you the customer um, from the dealership and it's able to, and it allows for a, a white glove experience for the the consumer it allows the the referral partner, in this case, the car dealership, to look good because they're providing a value-added service to their client, and you, as the agency, you receive the the data that you need to then uh, communicate with the the policyholder uh, and giving jumping again straight right into advising them on their insurance without having to ask them a bunch of questions. So it's a it provides for a really smooth handoff from your referral partner to the agency, and the agency is able to come in immediately with value to the policyholder. So that's become a, a really popular way that our customers use us. And a lot of successful agencies are already using referral partners, so this probably won't seem anything that's too crazy to them, but providing that seamless workflow from the referral partner to the agency with a, a branded link really helps um, you know, war keep that process warm. But I mean, the biggest thing when I was training agents is a lot of times they're hesitant to ask for the home if they're getting the auto information or vice versa. Mm -hmm. If it's coming from yep. a lender, they're a little hesitant to mm -hmm. push. But this way you don't have to push anything, you know, other than yep. a button. But then you've got all the information right there for their home, their auto, their umbrella, whatever. It's all there. You don't have to ask any further questions. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's that's actually super important that what you just said about 
you know, when let's say you're uh, going back to the example of buying a car at a dealership, the most obvious insurance to sell at that point is the auto insurance. But if you only ever sell the auto insurance to that client, that means that you've only got one policy line with that client and your retention is going to be significantly worse than if you bundle with, let's say, auto home or auto home umbrella or auto home life. When you get your policies per client into the the three range, you know, three average policies per client, that's when you start to see um, in the high 90s in terms of retention. And so if you're stopping at just the policy that is immediately obvious in that referral transaction, then you're you're going to suffer later when your retention numbers go down. But if you're able to use that that opportunity where somebody's already thinking about their insurance and making it easy to shop them across uh, all of the policies that they have, now you're able to not only provide more value to the policyholder and save, and if it's saving them money, saving them more money with a bundle. Um, Ultimately, writing you know that allows you to write more premium and increase your retention. And for the the policyholder, because this is a moment in time where there's some kind of life event that occurred that necessitated it, um, uh, getting a review of their insurance, it's one of the best times to have that kind of conversation with them. If somebody's buying a home, for instance, or refinancing their home, these these moments are some of the best moments in a in an individual's life to advise them on their insurance policies. So it's a really good moment to capture that full picture. And and then you as an agent, you later, uh, you not only do you make more policy, uh, 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 more revenue through that multi-policy transaction, but you also get much better retention down the line. And instead of in that happy, exciting moment for them of buying their first home or buying a new home, instead of having to go into What's the year of the roof? What's the foundation? What is this? Yeah. Now you can be like, oh my gosh, how exciting is it? You just bought your new home. Tell me about that. And you can get excited with them and build that rapport and that relationship instead of the boring, stupid questions that we have to ask as insurance agents. So exactly. good for you on that, man. Um, anything else you got for him on that? No, that's it. That's Dude, it. I, I think you crushed it. I love what you're doing over there at Canopy. I appreciate you coming in. And hanging out with us. And guys, if you haven't reached out, if you haven't done anything, go to usecanopy.com and check it out. And, you know, connect with Toga on LinkedIn and, you know, get to know him and what he's doing over there. they got a lot of things going on. Again, thank you so much, Toga, for hanging out with us. Thank you for having me, Heath and Sydney. It was a pleasure. Well, that was a great episode. Amazing. It was an amazing episode. I really enjoyed that content. Guys, if you enjoyed that content and you want more of it, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Nah, dude. You got to tell them to crush it. Crush that subscribe button, guys. All right. Whether you want to crush it, smash it, hit it. Bop it? Sure. We could bop it. Either way, guys, we don't want you to miss another episode. We enjoy spending time with you, the VIP. Yeah. We'll see you next week.